When the art day gets rough, you just gotta keep on punching. And here's your Thunder Punch Daily with Jersey Droz. Back on my, uh, my home recording rig, I guess, for uh, Thunder Punch Daily episode 215. Uh, because I'm testing a hypothesis. Uh, I haven't felt totally awesome about the last couple episodes of the show. This is by no means, I'm not, I mean, if you want to give me feedback, give me feedback, but this isn't a call for that. This is me examining something that I'm noticing, getting a signal where it's like, why, why don't I feel so good about those episodes? And yeah, the last one, I was like walking to my car when I did it. So, um, but I, you know, time to test some of the variables that at work here. And uh, I noticed that I was going to try for this art sound off to do all of the Thunder Punch dailies from my phone. Uh, optimize my mobile recording equipment and really rely on it, lean on it a little bit, right? Uh, but I want to see if if it's a situation where uh, I feel more at ease sitting in my studio with the microphone in front of my face like this. I don't know. We'll see how I feel at the end of this episode. Uh, so, you know, what, what do I want to talk about today? Uh I want to continue on with some of the notes that I was capturing during uh, the Inktober event last month. Uh, knowing that Art Sound Off was coming, I was trying to track what was happening while I was doing my Inktober entries, uh, figuring that that would be, you know, the whole point of this thing, this Art Sound Off thing at artsoundoff.com, by the way, where me and my buddy Rob Sensinger challenge ourselves and everybody else to record a little five to 10 minute audio reflection journal essay, some kind of audio thing to go along with the artwork that you make. Uh, artsoundoff.com is where you can find all the information on how you can participate, and you should, or at least listen. You know, a lot of different people talking about their stuff. Um, so knowing that uh, you know I was going to be doing this thing, I thought, well, I'm sure I can use this as an opportunity to reflect on and solidify my thinking that was happening during Inktober. Because when you're trying to fit in something like that, um, in addition to all the other things that you do, you know, you can kind of sometimes have that, uh, you know, that that go fever, as they call it at NASA. Uh, by no means the same thing, because nobody died as the result of my go fever. I'm referring to Apollo 1, everybody, Apollo 1. Uh, so I captured some notes about uh, what I'm just going to call minimum viable comic, because I think that's what I discovered as a result of this year's Inktober challenge. For those who are just finding this audio journal, um, what I did last month, uh, October 2016th, was I took the Inktober challenge where every day you're supposed to draw one ink drawing on paper. So it was a chance to break out your pens and brushes and get reacquainted. In, in, a, in a world where more and more of us are drawing entirely digitally, me included, it's a way to get reacquainted with some analog tools, right? I decided to hack the challenge and say like, well, I'm not only going to do an ink drawing every day, I'm going to do an ink, uh, inked page of art every day for that month, and then I'll have a 24-page comic when I'm done. I know it's 31 days. Um, I was had to go on a trip for a week, so I knew I wasn't going to be able to, you know, do Inktober during that trip. And besides, 24 pages is uh, a multiple of eight, which is important when you want to print your books. So it all worked out really well. Uh, but it also worked out in that I kind of learned what is the absolute minimum I can do to make a comic that I feel comfortable sharing with the world. Uh, 
And I think in, in the spirit of what Rob and I always do on the Lean Into Art cast, and it's sort of the way I, I like to think is, okay, let's evaluate what you gained and what you lost in order to get to that minimum viable comic. Because a couple episodes ago, I was talking about like, does every, and this is when I was talking about being good on paper, I think it was two episodes ago, you know, does every project need to be that way then? If you found the absolute minimum, then there you go. That's all you got to do from now on. Not necessarily so. I think different projects demand different things. And a way to examine what the different kinds of, and this is something Rob said to me just last night, uh, and he was talking about how the Boulder and Fleet comic that I did before called Mining for Trouble, which you can find at boulderandfleet.com, uh, it was in full color. It was di- digitally illustrated and in Clip Studio Paint. And it's, it's, it's I, I labored on it, okay? You can tell that I, I did my diligence on that compared to the Inktober comic called A Friendly Game, which starts updating next week at boulderandfleet.com. Um, I spent an hour a page. Literally, I inked for an hour on each page to ship that. And you can tell. You can tell. I mean, I think it's still good, but there were sacrifices that were made. And Rob uh, observed that. It's like, wow, it's like you're establishing different products that you're able to deliver. And yeah, that's, that's kind of a cool way of thinking about it. Uh, and different products are used for different things, right? So... Let's evaluate what I gained and what I had to lose in order to achieve this minimum viable comic. And then maybe I can be more thoughtful about how I apply this newfound uh, benchmark with future projects, right? So what did I gain in shipping a page every day in Hour of Inks? Well, for one, I mean, the obvious one is that I made more stuff in less time, right? Uh, inked of 24-page story, you know, roughly a, a traditional comic book length, the floppy comic book, uh, in a month. In addition to doing all the other work that I do, teaching, doing freelance illustration, um, and uh, working on a graphic novel project right now. Uh, okay, that, that's, that's an easy one. But like, let's look at the art. Are there gains in doing it that simply, right? Uh I, I wasn't able to draw as much detail, and I think the storytelling was affected by the the constraint of the time limit. So what did I Are there any gains in that? And I think as I look back at it, uh, I think that there's there's a certain kind of warmth and charm in a friendly game that I don't think is in Mining for Trouble. Mining for Trouble is technically a better executed comic. It, it's cleaner. It's I think it's it's easier to read. Uh, it 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 certainly has more fancy layouts and has color, right? Um, but there's something about like that hand done look and knowing that a person like yes, a person made both. But there's something about like when it's like a little sloppy and a little imperfect, right? What's lovable about a person is their faults and all that stuff, right? Uh, the the wabi sabi nature, the imperfections of it, make it somehow. A little more warm and charming, I think. So I think that's a gain. I think that's that's a, a reminder to me that when I'm I'm blasting through a deadline to achieve minimum viable comic, um, it's not always a, a net loss, right? Uh, it's not just about getting to the finish line. There's also certain elements to this that uh, I think um, has has advantages over when I labor over something. And it's something I'm going to keep in mind when I'm working on my graphic novels, like. If I catch myself laboring too much, maybe I should speed it up because, you know, that, that little line that I want to erase, leave it in. That, again, that's that wabi-sabi thing. It's leaving that little imperfection in the, the weaving to let its spirit live or whatever. Um, okay, what did I sacrifice? What did I lose? 
Uh, well, you know, when I was, I wrote the story in about a week and a half, maybe two weeks, just before October. So the last two weeks of September, I put those thumbnails together. And, and this was, again, in addition to a lot of other work I was doing. So I didn't have a lot of time to really f- sit down and chew on the story. So um, I don't think that I was able to pull off as thoughtful and as cohesive of layouts as I did in Mining for Trouble or in the Warren Commission report. I'm really proud of the layouts in both of those stories. Um, layout meaning the panel arrangement, the interaction of the elements within the panels, and so on and so forth. Um, it, w- when you're working that fast, I, I found myself relying more on more traditional grid-style storytelling. There's a couple, I think, clever moments, but those clever moments, I think, were sort of pulled out of my old bag of tricks. These are things I've done a hundred times. I don't feel like I really... Not that I want to invent with every story, but I'm always looking for invention if I can. And so, you know, minimum viable comic means I can't. It means I have to go to my old bag of tricks rather than try to develop new tricks, right? Um, Also, awesome action sequences, harder to do. I think that that colored the type of story. Um, The the whole uh, ending of the story, which you'll see when the comic starts updating, is exciting and I think even scary, but it, I didn't get to celebrate the awesomeness of seeing human-type figures moving gracefully or, like, watching Fleet do, like, really cool maneuvers in the air or anything like that. Um, the, the kind of action sequences that you found in Mining for Trouble didn't make their way into this. It was a length thing. It was partially because I only had 24 pages. There's only so much you can do if you want to wrap up the story. But also I think it had to do with how quickly I was drawing the pages because drawing, you know, really fancy action sequences does take sometimes a little bit more time. Um, Certainly when Boulder was facing off against Sapphire and mining for trouble, those shots of her like firing all those green crystals at him um, was a little bit labor intensive, but I'm not, not that I'm complaining. It's like, that's what it takes to make the things that you want to make. Uh, and then speaking of that, draftsmanship, I think, suffered. I think if you look at the backgrounds in uh, a friendly game, they're serviceable. They work. Um, but uh, I, they're not technically very <laughs> accurate. They are not. I didn't break out any rulers for those backgrounds. And at times I was like, you know what? We're going to put a little dry brush back here because that'll give it a sense of place without me actually having to draw a place. Again, time constraints. Um, so would I be able to do a story that takes place in New York City? If with this style, I maybe it would. My shots would definitely be informed by that constraint of time, though. Certainly, I wouldn't be able to do like a two-page spread panorama cityscape kind of deal, right? So, yeah, something to think about when you're when you're uh, when I'm achieving the minimum that I can ship. What am I gaining and what am I losing? And and you know, if I do this again next year, which I probably well, probably will, um, I'll be going through another round of evaluation of what I'm gaining, what I'm losing by doing this. I'm sure it'll be different every time as you put more pages behind you and acquire new skills and as my bag of tricks keeps growing from all the different types of comics pages that I design, right? All right, who am I? Jersey Droz, cartoonist and teaching artist, boulderandfleet.com, jdroz.com. You know what, though? The one website I want you to go to, or I hope you will go to, I will, I will invite you to go to, is patreon.com slash art. My buddy Rob Stenzinger and I, who you know, started this whole art sound off thing. Uh, we do a podcast there called Lean Into Art where we have hundred over 160 episodes of us really thinking hard on visual storytelling the way I've done on this microcast today. And, uh, you know, it takes time and a lot of effort to put that show together. And I'm hoping that we can uh, draw, up, draw up more support for our Patreon page 
get us to the $800 level so that we can uh, pay for our time that we put into making the show. Uh, and I am super grateful to everybody who does support us on Patreon. You guys are the best. Thank you so much for believing in us and in the work that we do. Um, and if you can't support us, then the next best thing you can do is tell other people about the Patreon page. That is pretty awesome too. All right, I'll be back soon. Well, I'll be back tomorrow with another Thunder Punch Daily. And until then, remember, everybody. I hope you enjoyed today's adventure. You know, television is not the only way to be entertained by an exciting story. There is another way. It's called reading. And one of the wonderful things about books is that they allow you to choose whatever kind of adventure you like. A trip with an astronaut, an adventure with the great detective Sherlock Holmes, a comedy, anything. You can find it in a book at your school or neighborhood library. Why, I'll bet there are even some good books right in your own home just waiting to be read. <laughs> <laughs>